0: What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Pass the Torch. We want to thank you guys as you continue to tune into these interviews with sports stars, as we are seeing some incredible growth with the podcast. But it's only the beginning of our journey here at Torch Pro. So please share our podcast link with friends. It takes five seconds to text them. You'll make their day. We stay hot as we welcome on our first ever NBA guest and Terrence Mann. Terrence grew up in the Boston area, as we had this conversation live in person after one of his youth camps. We chatted about his journey to the NBA after being a second round pick and what he had to do to earn a roster spot with the LA Clippers. He touches on what some of his superstar teammates like Kawhi Leonard and Paul George had done for his development as a player in the league. He offers some great advice, not just to the next generation of athletes, but lessons anyone listening can learn from. Terrence is a well-spoken man, has an inspiring story, and is a young guy in the league destined for great things. You guys will love this one. Before diving into today's interview, make sure you go sign up for our Morning Blitz Daily Sports Newsletter. It's the busiest time of year when it comes to sports and we make it easy being a fan, giving you everything you need to know about the world of sports delivered right to your email inbox in a five minute or less read. So go to the link in the bio of this podcast or torchpro.com to sign up for free today and become a smarter sports fan. Also, today's podcast is brought to you by Roback. Roback is all we wear for a reason here at Torch Pro, whether it's editing the Blitz newsletter hosting this podcast, a day in the water, or on the links, or even in the gym. When it comes to quality, these guys just get it. Quit dressing like a jabroni. Roback's new performance hoodies are a total game changer. Maybe the softest, stretchiest hoodies in the game. Plus, Roback's performance polos are the best looking and best fitting performance polo out there. So use code TORCH on roback.com for a generous 20% off your first order. You can thank us later. The link is in this podcast description. That's code TORCH for 20% off. Go grab your gear today now without further ado here's our conversation with terrence Mann of the la clippers like this podcast wherever you are listening and don't forget to text your friends the link let's go well terrence Mann of the la clippers thanks for joining man how you doing good i'm doing well how you doing i'm good i appreciate the time um but so we're out here in massachusetts at your camp which we'll get into a little bit and all the lessons that you taught these kids today but i want to throw it back to the very beginning of your journey and your story so I know you grew up in Brooklyn and moved to Lowell, Massachusetts, but when did you first kind of fall in love with the game of basketball?
1: I'd probably say early on when my mom was coaching at LIU Brooklyn. um, I probably try to go to as many of her practices as I can and just watching, you know, them practice all day. I'd be on the side mimicking what they were doing. I like the age of five, so four or five, I was out there, you know, trying to do what they were doing during their practice. Yep. And then you obviously went off to Tilton in Florida State, had super
0: successful careers at both. But for you, when did it kind of set in as, as your goal that you wanted to be an
1: NBA player? I would probably say for me, it probably set in when I was a junior, sophomore in high school. Um, I started playing on the Nike shoe circuit team. And I I was playing against guys that, you know, they were saying are, are potentially yeah. going to be NBA players. And I was, you know, keeping up with them just as athletic, just as skilled as them. So I figured it, it was a goal of mine, um, but I still felt like it was out of touch, you know, during those times in high school. Um, then I got to college, and I really felt like it could really happen.
0: Yeah, that's when it kind of set in as a reality check of yeah. like, okay, this can be a real thing, and I can actually accomplish my dream. Is like kind of later on in your college career, exactly. Yep, yep. And so you were a second round pick, and in the NBA, like it's never a sure thing for a second round pick, right? To have a roster spot all the time. There is only 12, 15 guys on a team, and so. What was that grind for you like in that summer league? I think it was 2019, right? Mm-hmm. What was that kind of like point of emphasis in your summer league that year? were like okay, I need to do this in order to make sure I got a roster spot with the Clippers,
1: right? So at the time, they were—I I think they were looking for a backup point guard or something—and I had never played point guard at a high level in my life. You know, I played in high school a little bit, um, so they—they they wanted me to only play point. And I knew that was my kind of door, my foot to, you know, get my foot in the door. That was my window of opportunity to, you know, get on the roster as a second round pick because they didn't have a backup point guard at the time. And they wanted me to play point in summer league. So I knew if I just stuck to that, played my game and show them that I could play make, then I'd probably have a chance to because they had first offered me a two way and I declined it. And I was like, I just want to play it out just to see, you know. What we what we can do if if anything I'll accept it later on. But let me just play it out, and then they eventually offered me a four year deal at Summer League. Um, just did pretty well, just showing them that I can you know, playmake.
0: Yeah, I kind of love that move, kind of rejecting the two-way. Yeah. Um, that's great. And so, obviously, flash forward a few year or a year or so, but your 39-point your game, right, in the mm-hmm. playoffs, was that kind of like your coming-out party? But what did that night feel like to you when you just like – I think you had
1: seven threes, kind of went off, mm-hmm. let a 25-point comeback. But what was that night like for you? Um, It, it was just a night to – it was a I-told-you-so kind of night for me, just for all the people who doubted me and stuff like that. It just felt good to be able to do that at a big stage where everybody was watching, and there was no questions to be asked after that, you know, kind of. Yeah. So it was just a big I told you so moment. Just like look at me now. Yeah. And I feel like you play with a swagger and confidence.
0: Where does that confidence really come from? Does it come from the preparation, all the hard work on the back end?
1: Um. Yeah, I think just knowing what I've worked on and, you know, knowing what I can do and being confident in it, you know, throughout throughout the game, throughout the week, throughout the month, whatever it is, just always being confident in my game. Um. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and you play with some of the top players in the
0: NBA, right? Obviously, Paul George, Kawhi, some could say they're both top five, top 10 guys. But what have you really learned from those guys that you've implemented into your game? Maybe it's
1: on the court, but maybe it's off the court. But what are some of those lessons from those top guys? I think, you know, just being on a team with them, I learned a lot. Um, not not just on the court stuff. Other, You know, work ethic is definitely a big thing I learned from them. Them being in the gym every day working on what they're going to use in the game every day. And I think that's mainly what it is. You know, a lot of guys tend to go out there with their trainers and work on stuff they're not going to use in the game, A, or never tried in the game before. And those guys just work exactly on what they're going to use in a game, and they waste no energy. Sometimes they work out for even 30 minutes. They just go out there and do what they're going to do for that night. And I think, you know, seeing that and implementing it to my game has helped me a lot this far, just being able to know that you know, I'm just going to work on what I know I'm going to use and not have to worry about all the other stuff. I'm going to work on the stuff that's going to keep me on the court. Uh, And I think a lot of guys have to understand that. And that's what I understood through watching them. Right. Kawhi, PG, they don't don't just show up, right? They put
0: in the hours and that's how they get to that all-NBA superstar level. Exactly. And so talking about passing the torch and learning lessons and giving to the next generation, kind of like they did to you, Mm -hmm. your camp
1: today, right? So why do you put on the camp? What's your goal there with the kids? So for me, at first, it was – we I've never had a camp or anything like this in the area. Like no player has came back and actually Dana Barros has actually done a lot for the for the basketball community in in the Massachusetts area. Um, you know, he's opened up his facility and stuff like that. So eventually I kind of want to get on that level, but other than him, there hasn't been a lot of players who come back and have their own camps and, you know, kind of show the community that we were here once and kind of remember where you came from. You know, a lot of guys just go move away and never really come back. And when they do come back, they're just in the gym a few times and then they leave. So, um, I just want to leave my mark here just cause this place has helped me a lot. You know, all the people in the community, it took a village to help me out. Cause my mom was a coach. So, it wasn't easy for her to, you know, bring me places. So, I got a lot of rides. I was staying at my friend's house all the time. So, just being able to have their, you know, younger brothers and sisters come to my camp, cousins, relatives, whatever, whatnot, um, is a great opportunity for me to just get back.
0: Yeah, I met your mom today. She played at Georgetown, right? Yeah. She seemed like she could ball. Yeah. Um, so, and so, what's one lesson that you want these kids leaving the camp with, if there's one takeaway that they go home with?
1: Um, I think just stay off the damn video games. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, the only way you're going to get better and get to the level that you want to be at and change your family's life. I mean, you can do it playing games. I know esports is huge. And if that's your passion, then that's your passion. But I think COVID has set back a lot of, you know, these kids on being outside and being out and active and involved in sports and really loving the games. So, yeah, I think just, you know, if sports is your passion, staying inside and playing the sport on a video game isn't going to help you get to the level that I'm at or these other big-time players that are making hundreds of millions of dollars. 100%. Playing
0: the sport. Yeah, 100%. Got to stay off the TikTok. <laughs> and so was there kind of a, a role model that you had growing up that you looked up to? Maybe it was a guy in the NBA, maybe it was someone local?
1: Uh, there was a few, man. There was so many that that I looked up to growing up. It wasn't one particular person. The local legends for me were like Wayne Selden. Michael Carter-Williams, George Niang, like watching those guys' path, I wanted to be exactly like them. Like I wanted to go high major division one basketball. I wanted to play Nike, EYBL like they did. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to eventually get to the NBA like they all did. So I think watching those guys do it definitely helped me out and paved the way for me. I love that. We obviously have a good relationship with George Niang as well. Done a lot of content, our Niang time docu series. But mm-hmm. what kind of leader was Niang for you at Tilton? Yeah, so he was the one that got me to go to Tilton. I, I took a visit there, and he was my tour guide. And he, you know, he gave me his number, sat me down. He's like, "Man, you could do it." I played BABC also on the younger team, so he knew that. And he just kind of, you know, took me on his wing at the time. And was like, you know, come here, play. Uh, we're gonna pass the torch down to you guys. He kind of wanted to keep that basketball tradition going at Tilton, so just having him, you know, say that and help me out on the visit was was a great opportunity. He just seems like one of the greatest guys in professional sports that that we've interacted with. Yeah, just great yeah, guy overall. Sure.
0: Um, so I love it. So want to hit on a little off the court before quick rapid fire to finish up here. But you're in LA, right? So you're obviously an East Coast kid. But how's that lifestyle
1: transition? Is it come easy? You enjoying it out there? It's, it's not too easy for me, just because I'm so I was so used to the. East Coast lifestyle so used to the diversity. You know, you got Dominican people, Puerto Rican people, African. You got a whole bunch of different stuff going on up here. And then out there, it's a little different. Um, There's like different pockets. It's not all together like it is out here. So I kind of had to get used to that at first as far as the lifestyle part and how expensive it is. You know, rent is through the roof out there and taxes. So it, it, was, it's, it's, it took a while to get used to, but I kind of got my own little community out there now. Where guys are from the East. Um, we adopted some friends from the West, too, who are real cool. And we just all gel well together. So, it's, it's pretty cool out there. That's awesome. How does the, like, L.A. Lakers versus Clippers
0: fandom work? Like, I've never <laughs> understood
1: that. Um, I mean, it is what it is. You know, we we get treated like the little brother. Yeah. And that's it. I mean, it makes sense. You know, the Lakers, it's a legendary organization. All the championships they brought to the city. So, you know, it only makes sense. But, you know, we're trying to change that narrative slowly. And I feel like we're doing a pretty good job of it. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And so, one final piece off the court. But I, I've taken
0: notice, just following you on Instagram and stuff, of your passion for fashion, right? And you're pretty
1: good at it. So, so where did that come from? And when did you start taking that seriously? Yeah, honestly, I was never really into it. You know, I always used to have fun with it when I was younger in high school and like try stuff. And I was always good with colors and patterns. But as soon as I met my stylist through one of my close friends, Julian Aiken. He actually introduced me to her, and she was just like, let me try dressing you for games. And I was like, you know, we could just try it. I don't really care about it, but we could just try it. And then she, we ended up, you know, collabing, doing a great job. I think, like, our first four games, we just – everybody was posting us, so we were like, all right, well, now we got to keep doing this. Yeah. So, you know, she slowly helped me get into it, and now it just – through the roof.
0: Yeah, the NBA kind of pregame tunnel, whole scene is one of my favorite parts of the yeah, game yeah. to follow. I mean, it's important, right? Yeah, yeah Feel good, look good, play good. I yeah, think there's a big, that's sure. really. And
1: I think, you know, Russell Westbrook really changed the game with that one, with the way he, you know, how loud he used to walk into games. He slowly, you know, started getting everybody on board to, you know, these brands will either pay you or send you free stuff, or you can collaborate them, make your own stuff. And I think he's done a great job of balancing that for the NBA. yeah and he takes that confidence and
0: puts it onto the court you can tell right. and it's important to build your brand that way and build an audience so um we'll dive into some rapid fire can you go one word one phrase take as long as you want we'll jump right in i think i know the answer to the first one uh, but who's your favorite athlete growing up as a kid Allen iverson I, th- I thought it was kobe either or one a one b okay
1: who's your favorite athlete to watch in current day sports Ooh. My favorite athlete to watch in current day sports is probably that pitcher from the Angels. Oh,
0: Shohei Antani. Yeah. Dude, he is elite. <laughs> yeah. You have a little bit of a baseball background, right? Yeah, I do. Yep. yep. Yeah, I played a lot of baseball. Yep. I went um, to Cooperstown and stuff. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, Shohei is insane. Crazy. 1v1, top of the key. You versus George Niang. Who takes that? Me. There's no question about that. And he knows it. Sorry, Jordan I'm I to the camera And he know it <laughs> Alright, your guy uh, Also MBA, Uh 1v1 You are Bruce Brown Me And he knows it
1: <laughs> I love it <that. laughs> um, So off the court Favorite music artist uh, Future Future's definitely my artist Very versatile Favorite apparel brand If you can narrow one down Favorite apparel brand Is probably Hounds It's a brand out in LA They're really good Haven't heard Shout of it Shout out to Hounds yeah, I'll Check that out as well Um, What is your biggest fear? My biggest fear is probably losing all my money.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a good fear to have. Last rapid fire. What is one word that best describes you? Intelligent. Okay. I can see that. So one final question to wrap it up here. Our Roback question of the day. Use code Torch20 for 20% off your order at Roback.com. I'm wearing the T-shirt now. It's a game changer. But we talked about a lot of different themes today, right? If you have that one lesson that you've learned throughout your journey in sports that you could pass a torch and pass the next
1: generation, what would that one lesson be? Um, the lesson I've learned is probably follow your own path and don't compare your path to other people's. And I think a lot of people get caught up in my friend is doing this and his life is going this way, so I should be doing this. And I feel like you need to get comfortable in your own skin and you know kind of carve your own lane because... Everyone thinks different. Everyone's life's different. You know, different things happen to different people. So, you know, you just kind of follow your own path to where you, wherever it takes you. I love that, man. I love that. Well, I
0: appreciate the time. Good luck this season. I'll be rooting for the Clippers, not the Lakers, even though I'm a Celtics fan. Um, yeah. But, yeah, good luck, man. All right. Thank you. I appreciate, appreciate it. That. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Pass the Torch. Terrence has a great story and hope everyone was able to learn something from his journey as an NBA athlete. Remember, don't leave today's podcast without texting your friends a link to this episode. Throw in a group chat. They'll love the pod and we would greatly appreciate your support in our growth. We want to be number one in the podcast charts in the sports category. If you're new to Torch Pro, we are a sports media company with tons of all-access content with pro athletes. We have video series, docu-series, Short-form series on social media. Go follow our Instagram and TikTok at TorchPro. And we have three podcasts on our network as well, not just this one. So we have one called Speak Your Mind, which is all about mental health and sports, hosted by Buffalo Sabres player Riley Shane and Tyler Smith. They do an unbelievable job normalizing conversations around mental health. And then we also have our Rise Up lacrosse podcast. Two former pros, Greg Beast and Scotty Rogers dive into stories and analysts in the world of lacrosse, and they do an incredible job. It's taking over the game of lacrosse. In 2023, stay tuned. If you're into female sports, you're gonna love our Keller and Cash show dropping. It's gonna cover everything, and they're gonna interview some of the best athletes in women's sports and telling those stories. And of course, we have our two newsletters, The Morning Blitz, which I mentioned in the intro, but it'll help you become a smarter sports fan. It's an easy to read, skimmable newsletter covering everything you need to know about the world of sports in five minutes or less. And you guys may have not heard of our new one called Hollywood Sports. It covers drama, athlete relationships, sports culture, everything happening beyond the field in sports that you'll want the insight on. So head to torchpro.com, you'll find everything there. Sign up for the newsletters, check out our video series, and also on our YouTube channel at Torch Pro. You can find this podcast if you wanna see our beautiful faces on these interviews. You'll find all of our video series and all of our content there as well. So go subscribe to our YouTube channel subscribe to our newsletters and we'll see you next week we're going to continue to take this one to number one on the charts but before we leave this podcast is brought to you by roback again it's all we wear for a reason at torch pro whether it's the fall summer they make everything they have a new below the belt line with pants and shorts that i love Um, their hoodies are a total game changer they're amazing the polos you can wear them on the course to work wherever you're going to look good so go use code torch at roback.com for 20% off your order, simply code torch at roback.com. Find the link in this podcast bio and grab your gear today. Thank you again, guys. We love doing this podcast. Hope you can share it with friends and we will see you next week. Let's go.